0: Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers in studio with Mayor Ricky Shelton, the CD of Kubel Mayor. Uh, always the frequent guest on my show because he has so much information. He's up, going to update us on so much going on, especially red, white, and boom that's coming up in just a few weeks. Uh, the City of Kubel's budget. So good morning, Mayor.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being always.
0: here. Uh, how you doing? You good?
1: Yeah, I'm good. How about you?
0: I'm good. I'm recovering from a Long vacation uh, over the pond in the UK, and I'm still on London time. You could probably
1: have doing a whole show about that. I probably
0: could. I don't know if anybody would want to hear it, but I I learned a lot. Uh, met a lot of interesting people. Scotland is by far my favorite place in the U.K. that I've been to. London was just okay.
1: Do you know anything about the crown jewels that there's some missing now? Saw, you know?
0: saw, saw the crown jewels. that. So I, I learned this, and I'm glad you brought that up. The oldest crown jewels or the oldest jewels that exist in the monarchy or U, U, U.K. is in Edinburgh Castle in Scotland. Yeah and then uh they keep them there and then obviously the queen has her uh crown jewels that all the other monarchs uh, I guess got to wear at one time and had with the staff and the spoon and the what you call it and yeah, this and that all the, the whole all the stuff <laughs> it, it's a lot of stuff it is cool i enjoy history but the we were there during the 70th jubilee for the queen which is a,
1: a that's a big platinum deal. jubilee yeah
0: and there was madness
1: so i'm sure
0: Just be gracious with me this morning. Absolutely, it's all Um, it's all good. So, (laughs) a lot going on. Last week, the the council, city council for Cookville, met and approved the first reading of the budget. Correct,
1: correct. And then
0: there's some major things in there that was approved. uh, Some historical things, actually, a couple of note that we want to talk about. And there's some other things, but I want to start. Uh, I want to actually want to start with employees because employees are so essential to what cities and counties do for the quality of life of its citizens. And if there's anybody that has been a proponent of quality of life for the city of Kugel and Putnam County, uh, you and Mayor Porter have been all about that since you've been in the last eight years. Right. And so – the employees in the first reading are standing to get what historical rates?
1: Yeah, about twelve percent. Wow! And, and so that very significant. Um, you know, as you said, you know, the employees are. You know, the, the government is a, basically a service business, and the employees are the lifeblood of that. And 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 as every other industry and business is having issues with, you know, having keeping good employees because it is so competitive now and so we wanted to to get our rates adjusted and city manager James Mills has been a huge proponent of of helping, you know, shepherd this and facilitate that and and uh, obviously our finance director Brenda Emmel and they did a fabulous job on the budget and getting all that prepared but it is a, a, a approximately a 12% increase for all employees. It's very significant for for police. We were really having a a hard time, you know, starting pay for a police officer was like 32,000 which you know, uh, is ridiculously low, honestly, for the danger that they're in. So that's going to be right at forty-one now for starting pay, which is what gets us more competitive and hopefully can help in that department. And and then just just trying to get things leveled out and 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 get get it up to a, a baseline that's easier to manage. It's been a number of years where we didn't have enough money to do that, and and through various you know the blessings of a, a great economy and. Um, some some other things that uh, a, a rework of the retirement uh, fund and and there was a, some commingling of stuff with a hospital that they that was discovered. So there's a payback on that, and so all that money was able to just go right back into. Then we used it for um, used it for employees and didn't have to raise taxes.
0: That's good. And of course, sales tax is still rocking and rolling.
1: It, it is. You know, we're fifty-two percent of our um, budget is is sales tax, and and it's at record levels uh, now too. So May not always happen, so you certainly can't know that that's coming, but you can budget uh, appropriately and and conservatively, and then when you get that extra, then you have money to do things with.
0: And the value of appraised property has gone up, so when the value of appraised property goes up, then the revenue the city is receiving from property taxes is going up. I haven't raised taxes, but the value of property is
1: increasing exactly and, and so and when they do that you know that they they, they adjust the penny rate mm-hmm. so it goes down the tax rate goes down but your property value goes up so yep. it's a net n- net neutral um or it should be you all did that too yeah, we, we did, did. We, we did it as well and so and so then you know just the difference then becomes just the value as it starts going up and then the in- taxes will increase a little more over time because your values right. go up. yeah yep. so yeah right now
0: even though <coughs> excuse me gas prices are astronomical people are still spending money right and y'all are able to do some things without raising taxes and I think it's great I hope the hope everything goes through on the second reading for the employees because I know they deserve it
1: I, yeah I don't there was it was all unanimous all the, the budgets were um, you know the city budget and, and the hospital budget all all of those things were passed unanimously good yeah. when's the second
0: yeah. reading next month or? it'll
1: be actually Thursday the uh, 16th. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because last week was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm with you. Okay. Let's talk about something else. And I, I read your. I I saw the Facebook post when I was overseas. I tried to not be on my phone, but when hard, you're
1: hard not to. You,
0: well, when you can't sleep because it's right. six o'clock p.m. at home and it's midnight in London, you're wide awake or Scotland, wherever yes. we were. So I'm on Facebook and you you posted. I believe it was whatever it happened last Thursday night. The water facility slash aquatic facility. I don't know the correct term.
1: Water Well, it, different water park slash aquatics facility. I mean, uh, it, it's taken on a, a, a few different names, but you know, the the bottom line is our. You know, this is something I've been talking about uh, that I that people have communicated to me for seven years, seven and a half years since I've been mayor that. They want. Uh, we need a water park type facility in our town, and um, the the, when the last term, uh, a few of us went and we toured some, you know, McMinnville and uh, Gallatin and Tallahoma and some others and looked at what they had, and there just wasn't the support to go ahead and move it forward. And, and we had some other projects we wanted to get accomplished. We already received a grant for the skate park, and we wanted. We knew we wanted to do the police headquarters, and so it wasn't the time, and so. Um, we we then fast forward. You know, we didn't really need a needs assessment because we knew the need was there. The, the question became, what what does that look like? What would that cost? And so we we did employ an outside firm, and they came in and. And we had a committee and and then had a lot of uh, consumer input, citizen input, into what that would look like. And so we arrived at a at a plan that included an indoor-outdoor facility. The indoor facility is very expensive. Um, you know, that could be open all year long, but it increases the cost. I think the indoor by itself, the budget was for like $26 million would would cost for that. Wow. The outdoor would be somewhere probably, you know, by the time you do land and everything, 10 to $15 million. And so... Um, wasn't really sure. We, everybody was kind of like, yeah, we still need to do it. So I, I just said, you know what, if if, if we're ever going to do it, it's, now's the time. We, we need to go ahead and plant that flag. And so I, I made a motion to uh, amend the budget to include the potential for the bond issue for the outdoor water park type facility, which would be a pool and a lazy river and some slides and, and things like that related to the outdoor portion only. And um, it passed unanimously, the council passed it. And, and what so what that means is, obviously, we couldn't even get it designed before I leave office in August, but it, it now is in there in the budget. So it's a line item, uh, uh, the bond issue for up to $15 million, which would be land and facility. And so it will require the next – count. It, well, let me, let me back up. So potentially, and we've been looking for land to do this because we want it to be the right piece. We want to have access to invisibility to, to a highway or something. And so if we find the land, we'll go ahead and potentially issue that bond uh, because it takes for about four or five months to get a bond, mm-hmm. in, as you well know, and then uh, buy the land. And then the next council, it will be up to them to, to have it designed – and and or to issue that bond and then to complete it. So obviously we we can't necessarily encumber the next council. But but I, I thought it was important to get it started. And then if they don't want to do that, they could certainly stop it. But I think it will be something that people will ask as the election comes. You know, are you do you support this or not?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't live in the city, as you know, but <clears throat> I know several of the candidates running and uh, I have spoken with them a little bit. And therefore, continue this project they feel like and i and I, I will say this about um politics in putnam county and and the city of Kuvul overall i feel like most of the time it's pretty good and i have not heard one bad word from anybody running for council about anybody else they've all been very um they've, they've very admirable of the current council of you and your leadership and everybody else that's on there about how what a great job y'all have done and they just want to continue that so right. I imagine it would probably be supported if the next council.
1: I think it will. And, you know, I think the citizens now that they kind of see, you know, it's there. And and I mean, just on the feedback I've gotten, you know, it's 85, 90 percent agree with it and want to do that. And so I think it will. It's just a matter of finding the right location for it. And then another important point, um, the, the actual issuance of the bond, the payback of the bonds and building this facility will not require a tax increase. The hotel motel tax. Um, it is sufficient enough as it is right now and what we anticipate coming. we got new hotels opening and uh, you know the occupancy is way back up again so that just that revenue itself will fund and pay back the bond
0: yeah and do we have an idea of what a yearly operation expense would be
1: that that is all part of uh, then coming back to the, do the design cuz depending on wh- what you put in it and how big it was but that would certainly be something you would have to be cognizant of sure. as you design it you know we we want to we have the capacity to absorb this into that and so you need to design it around that that's not I was still there that's what I would ask and so I'm sure the next council will as well, because they don't want to open something and then have to do a tax increase to make it work. And you shouldn't have to, because we're going to continue to have growth. That, right. that we know. And like you said, sales tax and other thing and that and, and property values and all of those things will help fund it.
0: Yeah, we're definitely not in the situation where people are leaving our city and county.
1: <laughs> no, they're, they're coming here in droves. And, um, you know, that's uh, that, that brings good and bad it brings challenges. And, and so those are all the things, you know, a lot of that's infrastructure. You know, we've been, we have $125 million in road, sidewalk, uh, utility projects that are either planned, being designed, in process, or nearly completed right now. Right. Uh, over $125 million. And I want to talk just a
0: little bit about that when we come back about maybe some specific projects because I know. I know you hear it. We've talked many times on the show about one of your biggest, uh, one of the most popular calls you get is about roads. So when we come back after this break here on Local Matters, I'm with Mary Ricky Shelton from the city of Cooville. This is Ben Rogers, and we'll be back in just a moment. We're going to discuss more budget stuff, and we're going to get into Red, White, and Boom in just a moment. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Mary Ricky Shelton here in studio. Uh, great information so far on the bu- first reading of the budget being approved last week by the city council. So you mentioned some uh, infrastructure and road projects. What is that looking like for this yeah, the budget?
1: Last year we established a, a, a special tax fund just for transportation. And so uh, some, to have some pay-as-you-go projects, one of those uh, will be uh, – East Twelfth Street, as you cross the railroad tracks there at President uh, Oldham, the Tennessee Tech House, you know how it narrows down and then widens back. So we're for years, all my life, that's needed to be widened. So we're going to widen that uh, to full four lanes all the way down to uh, to Washington. We're going to uh, we're going to widen Stephen Street. So we're in the process of of working with uh, the Country Bumpkin there on the corner. And we've uh, purchased a little bit of property back behind that so they can relocate their building back. And so we're going to take that corner. We're going to widen Stevens right there, which is another bottleneck that's needed to be done and seems pretty dangerous. We're going to um, phase two of Cedar Street improvements from second down to broad uh you know how it was we, we we did that and in city and basically cityscape that with the light poles in the in the sidewalks and we had a bike lane that stops at second so what we're going to do is we're going to do away with the on-street parking we're going to bring the bicycle lanes all the way down to broad and um replace that on-street parking with some parking in you know we've got one lot that the city's uh, took down those storage units and about to make a lot there we're working on another lot just uh, about a block away that that should be ready to replace that parking so that it'll make a, a a super safe street if you've ever gone through there people park to go to the restaurants and the and the uh breweries and uh, you know they'll open the door out into the street and you have to stop so it's it's a pretty dangerous thing so we're going to get that done um you know 10th street that's uh that's a big one Um, that is hopefully it's taken longer than we anticipated, but from 111 to uh, old Kentucky road should be completed with hope in the next month or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And then phase two is if you've been out through there, you've seen the stakes. And so starting to acquire right away, that's going to be a very expensive project, but to go all the way to Fisk road really can't go beyond that, but that can at least get uh, some relief there to Fisk road. A lot of people go up through there and turn right on to Fisk uh, going um, west, so um that's one, and then, and you know, Tennessee Avenue, as as you know, out by FedEx, there was a problem there. We we allotted two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to to fix that road and get it ready for the the FedEx facility and all those. So just a lot of. Now, those are just those are just four or five that I can think of off the off the bat. But yeah, Willow Avenue. Um, continue to look at that, what that might look like. The Willow and and uh, Jackson intersection. We've we've got some money allotted to to make that better and safer and bigger. And so, a lot going on.
0: I might be asking you a tough question, Mayor. So forgive me if it's tough. But Willow Avenue from uh, Spring to Tech. Yeah, it's just so tight. Well, how, how how do you how do you fix that or can you fix that? Yeah
1: you know that was approved in the gas tax when Governor Haslam you know he had all those projects all those millions of dollars and that was an approved project after we'd been requesting it for almost 20 years that is approved and it was supposed to be started or completed within 10 years and that 10 years is coming up in the next couple and um, you know a lot of the right away with tech doing all they've done out through there there's right away available you know the hospital has some right away out through there so that was part of our deal is, Hey, if we'll, we'll go ahead and make sure this right away is available. So that is going to happen. I know at least one more lane added through there. Uh, you're right. It's, it's very tight. It ne- it needs that for traffic flow. It's an extremely busy, busy road. And it's kind of like Jefferson from I 40 to, to 111. you know, that's been almost 20 years in the making. That's in that's that we broke ground on that. So mm-hmm. that, that's going to, they, but they said it'd take two to three years. Just, Projects like that, you know, it's easy to say, well, why don't they do that? Well, it takes so much work. It's almost like an iceberg. All the stuff underneath it that you don't see that it takes to get to this one little point of there's the road. And it's just – it's it's very um, – it's aggravating, right. and nothing against TDOT. Everybody's so busy, and everybody's got so much going on. appreciate the partnerships with TDOT and others, but the the more layers you add and the more people you add in, it just it, it, it definitely increases the time.
0: Yeah, and something else you mentioned a second ago, or a few minutes ago. Do you get a lot of calls, or you and the council get a lot of calls, about bike lanes? I mean, because I know when we were over there in the U.K. and London and or Scotland and, and England, they bike lanes are just common it's just a way of life riding bicycles is a way of life for them and, and you you're and I didn't drive over there because you drive on the wrong side of the road in right. my opinion but do you, <laughs> you get a lot of phone calls about bike lanes or is that just something not, that
1: it, not that much but I think it's something I think as we continue to grow and evolve I think the bigger the city is the more more that would be utilized and so you know trying to it's kind of one of those things you try to add you know like a rail trail and, and access points for that it, it's that I mean. Not necessarily, but that one, the bike lane on Cedar makes sense because you've got so many people at Tech. That's just access right into your downtown. And and that was the thought process. We had the ability to do that, so do it there.
0: I'll say this council has been very proactive about infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And I think for our growing city and county, we have to be proactive or we're going to get way behind and we'll have a growth problem that we can't handle. That's right. And people are going to be frustrated because it takes them thirty minutes to get across town.
1: You know, we did uh, we did a huge uh, bond issue for for to expansion of our wastewater treatment plant. Um, it's at about eighty percent capacity. Well, you don't need to wait till it's a hundred to start that. So we've started that. You know, that's a that's a multi year project, but it has started already. Some lawsuits filed about. Uh, not wanting it uh, expanded by uh, some environmental groups, and um, and so, but but that's that's the key to our growth. You you don't have sewer, uh, uh, wastewater, or even water, you can't. You're done. Yeah, you can't. You I know mean, that you
0: can't expand, and you can't right. provide services, and people can't have quality of life without that. I mean, um, very proactive there. Any th- other highlights in the budget? I mean, I think
1: that was the main things, a lot of capital equipment purchases, you know, getting trying to get caught up on on some things. You know, once you have uh, a little bit of money and feel like that, you know, let's let's catch up on some things that we've postponed because we really didn't have it and we didn't want to raise taxes. And now we were able to do all these things without raising taxes. And um, um, so, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, some, uh, some capital equipment purchases, some, uh, again, infrastructure, sidewalks, um, Uh, road paving uh, about 12 14 miles of road uh, get get paid in the in the budget so um, it's a very good budget and it'll set set the council up Uh, let me say one other thing too Mm -hmm. Uh, you talk about bond issues and debt capacity Mm -hmm. so even uh, the way our the way our city is set up you know we're always paying back on our bonds and we have even issuing potentially issuing the bond for the water park there will still be about 12 to $15 million in debt capacity to issue bonds, and that will grow each year, but still even doing that. So we had about 28 to $30 million in debt capacity, so issuing half of that potentially for a water park facility still will not curtail projects or growth that come up we'll still be able to do them. I'm, glad you, really important.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because debt capacity is huge for yes. growth and to maintain what you have and to, to expand or, or uh, create other things like you're doing with the water park, hopefully. Um, one thing about you, Mayor, <laughs> you are involved and, and you, you're you a part-time mayor at, by, by job description, right? right? But I've always said, and I said this the first time you walked in the studio three years ago, almost probably to the day, um, you've been very involved you know what's going on and for a mayor that's not I mean you have a, a, a background and you're smart but you didn't I don't think you got an accounting degree from college did you? No so
1: it was marketing marketing yeah. and that's
0: what you do every day right. I mean, what you, but for you not to have that experience and, and know all that stuff it just blows my mind that you're involved so debt capacity is huge and like you said if you have 12 to 15 million right now it's only going to grow because y'all are paying debt every year Correct. So you're paying down that principal so great information When we come back after this break, we're going to get into red, white, and boom. Uh, I'm with Mary Ricky Shelton in studio. This is Ben Rogers on Local Matters. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Local Matters, Ben Rogers with City of Kuvil. Mary Ricky Shelton, great info so far about the passing of the the first passing of the budget first reading uh, last week by the City Council. Now, one of the main reasons I wanted you here is to talk about one of the biggest events that happens in our city and county every year, probably the biggest event, uh, with Red, White, and Boom. And and one thing about it, you've continued uh, to do this event because it was so important in 2020 with, with a tornado, with COVID, it was so important to have something for um, especially our public safety yeah. and our health care workers. You've continued to do this. It keeps getting bigger. So when are the dates for Red, White, and Boom?
1: Yeah, so, you know, um, eight years ago my, when I was running, my, my wife and I said, you know, why don't we have a, a Fourth of July festival anymore? And so that became one of the centerpieces of why we, uh, as we were running, uh, something we continue to talk about, and it really caught on, and I could tell people really, were, you know, so wanted some type of event, family fun events, and, and so that was kind of the, the start of this. And so eight years later here we are at red White, and boom uh number eight and um you know we we decided the first year i said i'm going to plant the flag that ours will always be on july the 4th no matter what date it falls on and so the cool part about that now is what it's created in our community but to answer your first question so so uh ours will be july 4th july 2nd Classic car show. Uh, Becky Rains always operates that for us at the Putnam County Fairgrounds. So that'll be 9 to 12 on July 2nd. And then July 4th is all of our other activities. So uh 10 a.m., we'll have a kids' uh, wheel parade. So bicycle, wagon, uh, scooter, wheelchair, whatever you're in, decorate. And then we'll give some prizes and we'll circle the courthouse. At ten a.m., uh, registration starts at nine. You can register online. Jennifer Wilkerson, our county court clerk, is kind of uh, organizing that for us, and and so uh, you you can just show up with your your decorated things. We'll walk around the courthouse then end up back at the south lawn of the courthouse where the where the county. I've got to give you props, real quick, has done this amazing work with this new Veterans Plaza. It's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Randy and John Ross and all that group that that what they've created there. So great. It's great, And so we're going to be there. And then we'll do a patriotic program around 1030 a.m. where we're going to honor some some of our veterans, one of them, a hundred year old World War Two veteran. And and so we'll be doing that. So, so a short, about a 30 minute program with some special guests. But then moves uh, the, all the activities move to the Putnam County Fairgrounds again. We've got uh, the gates open at four o'clock. Uh, everything starts at five. The Smoky Nights will be on from 5 to around 6 and then Jake Hoot comes on about 6:15 and we'll go till about 7:30 and then at 7:30 uh we have a Resurrection Journey it's the number uh the 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 number one Journey tribute band in the country they travel all over and really super excited to have them and uh they look and sound just like Journey and so uh it's really cool and and then about 9:05 or so is when we'll launch our fireworks show uh, again second largest in Tennessee and uh, it wouldn't be possible without all my partners uh, that that have made financially possible so that every bit of this is free. Uh, we'll have about twelve food trucks on site, so you know bring your. Uh, uh, there's, it's f- free admission, free parking, free concert, free music, or free fireworks. Everything's free, and uh, about a thousand cars can be parked. John Ross Albertson and his team do a great job. A thousand cars can be parked on site, but you can certainly park anywhere you want. Walk to the to hear the music. However, you want to do that, um, but yeah, we're really excited.
0: A lot of churches and local businesses mm-hmm. help with the parking, like yeah. around. They they don't shut it off and say no. You have can't their park own it. little party, yeah. parking lot parties. Yeah, exactly. So they welcome people to come in and park as well,
1: <laughs> which is the cool part about you know this is the last. This is now the last year at this old at at our old fairground site uh, there on Jefferson, and so. Um, you know, um, the good part is you can park on Jeff anywhere on Jefferson, anywhere on Interstate Drive, and still have a great view of the, of the fireworks. Next year, we'll be moving to uh, the, the new fairgrounds, and uh, I have committed and and will continue Red, White, and Boom with County Mayor Porter. We're going to continue that partnership, and I'm going to continue through my Better Couple Foundation to organize that. and and continue to facilitate that. So we're excited about that, and what what the new fairgrounds can mean as far as size and space and and all that. So we're we'll, we'll have some g- cool things planned for that.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I think some people may not understand that you know you're mayor now. Your term ends because of the charter says you can only serve two consecutive terms. Right. Then you got to set off at least four years before you can come back. So your term's ending. And I think it's important to know the, the red, white, and boom. Of course, the city helps and the county helps, but it's this is your foundation that does it, this, and you're going to continue to do it.
1: Yeah, it, it's something you know. Again, we started this uh, the nonprofit foundation so we could so we could raise money, so so businesses could donate to it, and every penny that we raise, it's my wife or my family, no no one's ever received. A penny out of that foundation other than it all goes to the event and so I, I want to make a uh, special note of that because sometimes that's been said well you, you use that as a business no it, the, the business is to have fun events for, for the town and so we've donated some other things to Christmas in the Park and, and those kind of things in, that we established and which I've given to uh, the city of Cookville I said you all run with that and, and, and continue that uh, but, but the red white and boom uh, yeah, yeah so we're going to continue that and continue to have that and, and um, I think it's really but what it's created which is what's really cool you know we had slide slide the city that we had for for five years and that was great unfortunately there's been some deterioration with that uh, vinyl slide and it's stored in a trailer and the city the city of cookville owns that and they've made the determination that they're not going to do that anymore and so so that's out but what it's created is you've got monterey and Chris Landers Landers trading has, has done a tremendous job they've, they've established a, a venue on a farm up there the old gray and they're they're bringing in some huge country music acts it is paid ticket but it's still july 1st and 2nd and there's gonna be some fireworks there and then you got delmonico and baxter's doing july 3rd and i think uh i understood that all good possibly is doing july 2nd okay i yeah, believe i think that's right and so you've got all these things to go with leading up to the the biggest, which is Red, White, and Boom. So I just I think that's awesome. I think that uh, you know, Tennessee Tourism has 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 uh, put us on on the deal that you know, here's a commu- you can come to this community and you can spend three or four days and enjoy just music and fireworks and food and fun and so i think that's what it's all about and, and it's great when other communities partner and here we are in our county and we've got four four events and it's going to be really neat
0: yeah and i i hate to say this because i'm not sure i'm 100 accurate but i'm pretty certain i'm close davidson county metro nashville has their event july 4th but inside their county they don't have The events going on like we do.
1: I don't think so. You know, they have the and and they have the largest uh, fireworks show in the in the nation. Same people, by the way. Pyro Mm -hmm. shows do theirs. It it does mine. The the owner of the company facilitates that, and the son has done mine for eight years and will continue to do it. So, uh, our one launch site is equal to their seven launch sites on the river. So, uh, you know, we we have a tremendous. Cost, you know like everything costs have gone up tremendously this will be the most expensive uh, red white and boom ever uh, both with music and, and fireworks and you know well over $100,000 to put all this on and um but again, I'm thankful for these great partners that I've got and Stonecom, the, the radio stations is, is one of my main ones and have also have always, you know, made sure that uh, this was promoted. And and I'm thankful for that. But, it, you know, it's neat when you see all these people come together and all the things that happen. And then here we have a great community event.
0: Yeah. And of course, the music's going to be great. Uh, the the journey group you mentioned uh, when I was a kid growing up listening to the journey, I never thought anybody could duplicate Steve Perry's voice, but
1: they're. This guy's yeah he's yeah. right on it and he looks like him too yeah I, yeah maybe so, Steve
0: Perry and he just we don't know it no may be know. it may be like Elvis
1: you know where Elvis is, is Elvis still around yeah, yeah, yeah exactly that kind of thing but if I if I could just take the liberty just real quick yeah. just to mention I, I just want to say I can't say again I've talked about my partners but Forward Lincoln of Cookville, Life Church uh, Cookville Regional Medical Center Coca Cola Consolidated Cash Express Store Smart H Two O Biz Food City. Clayton Homes, Averett Express, Rogers Group, Wilson Bank and Trust, T.W. Frierson Contractors, First National Bank, Real Estate Professionals of Tennessee, Cavity Commandos, Texas Roadhouse, Holiday Inn, McGriff Insurance, Vulcan Materials, Twin Lakes, and then as, as you mentioned, uh, obviously the city of Cookville and, and Putnam County. Uh, two important notes about that and, and i know there's always these questions about you know this money going into this foundation the city of cookville uh, donates uh, puts some money into it um it, it's in the budget uh, eight thousand dollars and putnam county puts five thousand in it those go into a restricted fund that is that that money is only the check is written out of that restricted fund for the exact amount for the fireworks so people never have to wonder well, what did that money go for it goes for the fireworks and so i again made a conscious effort to make sure because i I was mayor. I didn't want there to be any hint of impropriety there to make sure that, and we'll continue to do that. That we want to make sure that the money, everybody knows what the money's being spent for.
0: Yeah. And, the, and cities and counties are allowed to oh, absolutely. Uh, allocate money to nonprofits.
1: Sure. That's part of well, what we do. Well, we do that a lot. That. Yeah. You know, this, but this is specifically earmarked to help with that fireworks, uh, fireworks event. And so I just, that's why I say it's a, you know, it's a city of Couple, it's a Putnam County and event. So. How
0: many people do you anticipate coming? You have a figure in your head? You,
1: you know, uh, we, we knew last year on site at the fairgrounds there was probably four or 5,000 people at the concert. I think we'll end up having that again. Um, I, I think, you know, we've estimated multiple times the police have said, you know, there's up forty fifty thousand 50,000 people that come into the Cookville area that night. The restaurants are completely maxed out. Got some, a special surprise. I don't have all the uh, information on it, but we're going to have – uh, uh, with the with the army, is going to do some flyovers for us uh, late that evening, right before uh, right before it gets dark. And so, I don't know what all uh, things will be there, but it's going to be really cool. On site, I mentioned the 12 uh, food trucks. We're also going to have a medical pavilion. You know, If you need anything, Blood Assurance will be there, Regional Medical Center, uh, I believe the Putnam County Health Department. So, uh, the Life Church Duo Ministries and all that they do, they'll be there on site. The Army's actually bringing this uh, huge 40 foot interactive trailer that there's only three of them in the United States, and we're getting one of them. Uh, that'll be there on site for people and kids to enjoy. And so, I just want it to be what I've always wanted to be, a family, fun, friendly uh, uh, event that everybody can be proud of, and, and you see some of the best fireworks you'll ever see.
0: Folks, if you're looking to do something, July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, go to Putnam County, go to All Good, Cookville, Baxter, Monterey. Yeah, uh, actually,
1: 1st and 2nd in Monterey. Chris Jansen's on the 1st, okay, and then, and then Ty Herndon, Daryl Worley, and a whole host of people on the 2nd. Uh, and then, uh, as you said, then I'll think all good on, on the second. And then Monaco with Axe Interiors Partnership – uh, for Baxter on the third, and then ours on the fourth. Folks,
0: yeah. you, 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 no excuse not to to be involved. Thank you, Mayor, for being. Thank old. you, yep. I
1: appreciate you appreciate all you do on the on the county commission too, because your your leadership there, and you know that, that's a huge responsibility with the schools. That's the biggest piece of the budget, and I know you all do a great work and appreciate you. Mayor, I appreciate you, folks. Have a great weekend. Remember to
0: smile at somebody instead of frown. We'll see you next week on Local Matters. Thank you, Mayor.